Hey mamas, while I have your attention for just a few more seconds, I couldn't wait to get on here and share with you all about this app that I'm recording all of my podcasts for you through. It's called Anchor, and it is truly the easiest way to make a podcast. Don't believe me? Let me break it down and explain to you. First and foremost, it's free. That's right, it does not cost you one cent. And even better, there's actually creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's really that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast, hello, with no minimum listenership. So, As in the words of Jerry Maguire, we can all say, show me the money, baby. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So moms, as you know, I support every mama having a voice. Your voice needs to be heard. So go ahead, go download the free Anchor app today and get your voice heard. Share what you're passionate about. Go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's Anchor. .fm to get started and I look forward to listening to you very soon. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you are across the world. All my beautiful mamas, I just want to say thank you yet again for tuning in to another episode here at Moms Matter where every mama out there, yes, including you, the beautiful woman listening to this podcast has a voice. Your voice matters. And never forget, just because you're a mom, drop the just. You're a mom and you have a story and a story to tell that will inspire so many other moms across the world. And we're so thankful here at Moms Matter that you found your way to us today. And I'm extremely excited because today I have one of my personal friends, my sister from the same mister, a woman that has meant so much to me. As many of you may know who've been listening to my podcast over the past few months, I am, as they call an expat, meaning a woman who has left her own culture, her own country, and moved to a new one to make a life. And this woman I'm about to introduce to you uh, also shares that story. And upon becoming uh, here to Belgium, with upon immigrating here, I knew that it was going to be a challenge to make new friends uh, in, in this new culture and also as well as becoming a mom. And I'm so happy that God brought me to this woman at a church that we both attend here in Antwerp, Belgium. And so without further ado, I could go on for hours talking her up, but I'd rather you guys hear it from her herself. I'd like to introduce to you, everyone listening today to my podcast guest today, Mrs. Christelle Van der Merwe. Yeah, how'd I do there? <laughs> <laughs> hey Jay, wow, what an introduction. Um that was that was I feel so blessed um by your introduction. Thank you very much. And you did my surname perfectly. You made it sound exotic. I love it. <laughs> that is that is I think part of my job. You know, into my friends' lives or into being a host, I want every mom to feel exotic because we all know <laughs> that there are days we most certainly do not. So, your name is epic it's awesome and i think it's a little telling to where you're from and perhaps a little bit of your accent would you mind telling our listeners uh where you're from 
Yeah, sure. So um, it's funny that you say that. Well, you made my surname sound exotic, but in fact, um, in South Africa, where I'm from originally, my surname is one of the most common surnames in that whole country. There's even jokes about my surname. Really? They make jokes. My surname, I promise you, it's always a fundamental joke. And any South Africans that are listening in, <laughs> that might be listening in, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so yes, I'm a van der Merwe. Um, in my in my mother tongue, I will say van der Merwe. Mm. And uh, um, funny thing, little story quickly, is when I was in a high school, um, me and my friends used to chat and about our futures and our future husbands <laughs> and our future families and whatever. And I remember this very clearly and it was like playtime and um, or like break time in the because it's high school, you know, it's not playtime, right. sorry. Chill time. Um, yes. And we were all like discussing our families and whatever. And I said to them, I so remember it clearly. I said, there's three surnames I never want to get married to. <sighs> Merve was one. Kotze was the other one. And Kukamur was the other one. And all three of those were all, like the worst surnames. And yes, I got married to a van der Merve and here I am. But thank you for making it sound exotic. I love you for it. <laughs> You are so very welcome and thank you for sharing that part with us because in America I'm thinking, gosh, what are our boring surnames? It would probably be like Jones or something so English sounding and so uh, to us and to probably many listeners, you are exotic and I say you you work that, you, you own that today. <laughs> and so um, besides the fact that you have an epic surname um, and you're from South Africa, would you mind telling us a little bit about your family? Yeah, sure. So um, I, well, I became a mom at a young age. I was um, 20 years young when mm -hmm. I became a mom and um, I have three beautiful children. My oldest daughter, Danika, she's 21 years old and she's busy with her last bachelor's in marketing and communication currently in Spain. She's doing her last um, bit for her bachelor's and when she comes back from Spain, she would like to continue her studies. So we'll see where that's going to take her. I'm really excited for her to see where the future will take her and then uh, my second born was a boy mm -hmm. and he's now 16 years old and very into anime i don't know if the moms knows about who has teenagers mm -hmm. but anime is this very now everybody's watching it um and he's teaching himself to play the guitar and i'm very proud mm -hmm. of him because he's literally himself. and then my last born she's um it's another girl and she's a real social butterfly um, and she'll be eight years old in June. So yes, those are my three. Wow. So you have quite the dynamic, uh, not so much all in your household anymore, but you have uh, many different ages, 21, 16, 18 and boys and girls and what a combo, you know, and, and if I can say, maybe let's uh, also briefly mention your biggest kid, um, your husband. Uh, tell us a little bit about him. Too. <laughs> you said it. I don't know if he ever listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. Yes, you got that one. Um, my oldest, my oldest, oldest <laughs> my oldest child, Owen, isn't he just? Um, so he's like the typical play dad. He plays all mm. the time. He's um, not serious at all. He's not the disciplinarian at all. 
he um but he's a lovely person he's just always playing around or doing his thing or playing games currently he's renovating our house so we bought mm. the rather old house um you know moving from from your country and starting all over again from scratch like we were already paying off our previous house in south africa for like 11 years and then we had to sell it and start all over again all in- over. and um south african currency is not strong at all so we literally had to start like a newlywed couple right at the beginning mm. so we bought a, a rather old house and my husband is just such a brilliant fixer upper that he's been just busy building staircases and breaking down walls and making new things and making our house look all well i do the decoration he does all the building so it's a it's a good mm. it's a good teamwork right there but um in his uh, profession he's actually um in he's an engineer where oh, they um he works in how i need to get the english word for this because he always says this in dutch um so in dutch it's steigerwerk but mm-hmm. in english for the english moms it's like um <sighs> drawing like drawing mm, is it like a is it would it be like an architect not an architect no he does draw but he draws um a, a, a you know when you build and they use those steel frames so he basically designs those steel frames okay. when they build bridges or buildings or whatever so he designs that excellent yeah that's that's always i feel there he he reminds me of someone who works in a profession a job that we all use or we all have every single or, or we, we maybe see every single day but we don't think about the fact that wow someone has to design that someone has to build that and so that is so yes. fascinating yes 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 and now he's working from home for the last few months and um he's enjoying it but for me it's getting a bit but difficult now because you know I'm so used to having my own time and now there's somebody constantly in the house and my my time me time it's something of the past now with corona um so I'm quite excited for everybody to go back to school and back to work full time just because I want to be selfish a little bit with my time oh, no, yeah funny. no no I on this podcast I've encouraged my mom is on the past and I'll do that today too that I feel like we need to either eradicate the word selfish or redefine it because when you think about it it is it's, it has such a negative tone and you're so correct it's like we feel that mom guilt is so strong no matter what but i think we do feel guilty for taking that time and yet as i've almost been a mom a year now i i feel that we have to be selfish if anything we have to take that time and I, i think being selfish actually allows us to be more selfless like with our family because you've That's taken me. that time yeah 
exactly. And I, I actually, it's so funny because this isn't necessarily about your children and your life as a mother to them, but but being a wife, you know, that is very much uh, impacts a lot of women. I, I think the majority of um, mothers uh, are either married or in a committed relationship, and so you have that co-parenting with a with a spouse. And would you say that through this Corona, this time of him being at home, has it caused you guys to kind of have to figure out a new way to parent as well together? Well, not really. You know what? He's he's constantly behind his his computer, mm. and literally until nighttime sometimes you know he works so uh, much longer hours now with corona than he ever did you know you go to pre-corona you go to work and you end at a certain time and you come home and then work stays behind yeah but now it's work all the time and when he doesn't work behind the computer he's working like i said earlier he's um building our staircase or doing something else so he's not really um, when it comes to the parenting, I'm normally with the kids while he's busy with something else. So that, I would say in that way, maybe it has changed a little bit where uh, it's more, yes, he's more busy with other things than he really, I know, now that I think about it, it really comes across weird. But um, that is what it is. It's just always, because he's, he doesn't have those office hours anymore, you know, he's right. at home all the time. Thinking. Um, so the parenting dynamic hasn't really changed that much, to answer your question, because he is working and I'm here with the kids mostly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. no, I find that interesting because I think something I'm realizing and, and one reason why I created this podcast for you moms that are new is I became a mom right at the start of the Corona lockdown. And so where um, I was a nanny for years and used to being around moms and I, and I became a mom at 30, I was 32. So a lot of my friends at that point had been a mom sometimes several times over. So I've been around moms, but all of a sudden I was isolated. All of a sudden I was only able to connect with moms virtually. Um, what we're actually all doing right now, you know, whether you, it's you, Christelle, or if, if whoever my moms are listening right now, we, we're not in the same room, but in a way we can be together. And I think so many families have really been impacted now that we are in this season. We're recording this episode um, on March 15th, 2021. So we're now in that season of basically being a year um, into this new life, this new Corona impacted life. And I think a huge struggle for some families has been, um, like you said, the adjustment of working from home and how ironic I find it can be because I feel sometimes people have, I've talked with some families who their work switched to home and they felt like they got less productive or they did less because they were so used to being relaxed at home. That was their relaxed time. So adjusting to having to work at home was a big challenge, but it sounds like your husband, it's almost like he's found more things by not having that separation. Yes, yes. And I, I also, I, um, I realized that he's been having trouble sleeping. And I don't mm. know if this had anything to do with it because he can't really switch off. Right. Because like his work and home and everything is right there in one little space. So yes, I really think that this has impacted people very differently, but um, very severely. And I don't mm. think we'll how severe until all of this is over and you look back yeah and you realize 
oh my word how did we actually survive that for a year or two years but i think while we're in it we don't realize it until we're out of it and when we're out of it we'll be able to see what this has really caused for a lot of people especially marriages i think yeah i think so too because it's it's really redefined so many people's normals their norms and and i think what's beautiful in so many marriages and families is is everyone is different so it's like in part of the difference is that i feel you're able to orchestrate and build a life around the different personalities in your family and i feel like corona took that away you everyone was kind of forced to having to do things that maybe don't naturally fit with their family or fit with their their personalities and, and people have just tried to make it work and, and I'm actually curious in your family what what would you say in different ways have you guys tried to make it work for your family all right um this is a good question um I'm actually glad you asked this because I find in our family um obviously we've had our arguments here and there but we have actually been spending much more time together look mm. i'm south african we barbecue twice a week <laughs> literally like every wednesday is bride day bride is south african for barbecue so we have every wednesday is a set it's, it's little saturday mm. that's right and just to make the week shorter just to you know just to get together make it fun and over the weekends we have a bride so we bride or barbecue if you must twice a week you know so little things like that that has changed that we have never done before that we're doing now and that brings us closer together because we spend more time together so we make time for that and um yes i think I, i don't know this is not impacted us negatively but definitely on a professional level i think hmm. for my husband it impacted him negatively but yeah. on a personal level for us he's upstairs i'm downstairs doing my thing he's upstairs doing his thing he does work much more than he used to before so when we do get together on our bride day or um you know our bride evening it forces us to just get together and stop and just reconnect mm, i love that I love that and thank you and and that's I think it's such and this is the part of what I love about the Moms Matter podcast is by moms sharing their story there's there's so much in them there's so much depth and I think the the beauty of what you just shared is is just kind of taking that time and you you guys are like creating new traditions in this new normal and I love exactly. that is it something even your kids you have found look forward to Oh yes. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. When it's Wednesday they're really excited because it's Friday and we make it fun. We put music on and I'll have a glass of wine mm. and my husband will have his beer. We put the music on and we make it fun. I make sure that all the food like uh, all the extra foods that's already before the time so we can literally sit around the fire together. Aww. Whether it music whether it's playing a game of uno but we really do come together and connect and we eat and we all clean up afterwards and then it's almost ready you know the kids that need to go to bed because it's cool the next day so instead of sitting in front of the tv we just do that on a wednesday every week and it really really helps a lot to connect i love that i love that you you get the the kids involved too that it's it sounds like it's something almost like sacred in your household like you know what this is our bride day like 
drop everything and bry, you know? <laughs> That's how it is. That's exactly how it is. <laughs> That's exactly, you got it right. Um, and then like my son, he's 16 years old and every night he does the dishes. Mm. So when, when we have Friday, um, I literally have a day off cooking. I don't have to cook. I just make the salad. He, my husband does the braai and my son does the cleaning up. So every week I have a little off day because it's Friday. Yeah. So it's good for me. No, not being in the kitchen every day cooking. I get one one day in the week off. Is nice. That is awesome and you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I, now it's, it might be a little dangerous for you guys because unlike a lot of my moms that I interview, they're across the world, but we live in the same city. And so all I have to do is get your address and I might just say that Bri-Day is now Shy-Day. Like Shy and Shy and Bri must go together. <laughs> Come on over. Um, we actually have this tradition in South Africa. It's called Bring and Bri. Hmm. So very expensive and if you want to do a proper bride then um you know if you want to invite people it, it's really expensive to buy everybody meat which is normally the thing you do when you invite people but then south africans have this new thing that they've been doing for the last decade more, long more like that they call bring and bride so everybody gets together but you bring your own meat mm. and she makes sure that there's a salad. Some people even take it a little bit further and some of the ladies bring a salad first. So you have a bring and bride. You bring your own things, but we all bride together. If you want to do this in like a bigger setup, you know, if you want to get 20 people together post-corona and you want to have a big bring and bride, everybody brings their cooler bags mm. with their meats and lady brings a salad but everybody sits together you play music the men bride the ladies chat it's really really gesellig like they would say in Belgium cozy <laughs> yes oh gosh I am I well I'm just so convinced that everyone I think needs a little South African in their life like if if at the very least it it, it comes to a braai not a brawl right you want a braai like Try a braai would be my message from this podcast so far. Try a braai. I love that. Try a braai. I love it. Uh, well, speaking of love, um, we, we can see that you are definitely a mom who, who loves uh, to, to bring, I think, people together, to really host and, and to make people feel warm and loved. And I know that about you so much. And so it makes me think about the woman I know um, that you are as a mom. And I'm just curious, I would love for you to share with um, my listeners is what do you love most about being a mom? Well, I didn't have a great relationship with my own mother growing up, unfortunately. I remember being lonely all of the time. Um, we hardly ever had any form of communication. Um, yeah, and very little, almost no physical contact. Mm. She was very career driven mm -hmm. and um, she had to keep things in our household afloat because unfortunately also I had an alcoholic father who went on early retirement because of an injury at his workplace. So for her, it was really difficult keeping everything going, you know? Yeah. So as a little... I remember myself being like six or seven years old thinking 
I'm more fantasizing um, about what type of mom I wanted to be for my children because that was the mom I needed at that stage but didn't have, mm. if you understand mm-hmm. me. So, um, I fantasize about the type of mom, and I've always wanted to be a mom. From from the word, from since I can remember, I've wanted to be a mommy. And um, because I think it's because I've got this nurturing nature in me. I love nurturing and caring for and um, just serving. My children are sweet. You know, I'm the typical bring the chicken stoop and the, the pills and the little cloth on the head when they've got the fever. The typical thing moms do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I um, love being the nurturing type of mom. And it's not just about nurturing, but I wanted to be a mom that is emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually in line with um, what a mom should be, you know? Mm-hmm. So being a mom, for me, the most important is to just the nurturing kind of being that nurturing kind of parent mm-hmm. and uh, helping my children to be emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually full, you know, mm-hmm. not to, I, I always believed in like a scale. The scale must never tip to the one side or the other side. It must always be perfectly balanced. And um, as much dif- discipline that you give, that is the amount of love that mm-hmm. you give. The way the other, you know, um, I always dreamed of having someone to love and who would love me back. So I guess for me, it was always a matter of love, the giving and receiving of it. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I love about being a mom is to see how my children transform mm-hmm. into this person themselves. You know, you get this little baby. You don't know what personality this is going to be like one day. You don't know what type of person little being you raising, you know. Yeah. And seeing them in all their developing stages from infancy into adulthood and how uniquely they are all in their own way that is what i love most about being a mom just to see that transformation and to see this little beings and how they're going to end up and yes a lot of the times it has a lot to do with how you are raised but then i've met some people who comes from very bad backgrounds and they just become this beautiful adult right um so for me that is really yeah as a mom i would say that's one of one of one of the other parts of being a mom is to see how my children literally transform to being this perfect versions of themselves oh i love it i love and i can only imagine and, and that's what i love is that you do have children in so many different stages now because you have gone from seeing a, a baby to an adult and now you have a sweet little eight-year-old almost and seeing her also grow and going through the stages and you know what's what's interesting about what you just said though Crystal I find so interesting and I, and I would love for you to uh, share with us more but you said how you've known some people who came from challenging situations and became these completely just wonderful beautiful people and I feel like from the story you shared earlier that you would almost be to me um, someone like that and so I'm so curious like when you shared how your relationship was with your mom and yet you you sound as if you took that example and tried to be everything that your mom maybe wasn't able to be to you um would you 
share more about how that came to be? Was it something more like natural or did you have other good influences along the way, like other women who stepped up to help you and guide you? I love this question. This is, you know, you're such an insightful woman. You see so much that people don't say. I love that about you. Um, Thank you. So basically, it's exactly like that. And I never thought of it in this way until you just pointed it out. And it's really strange. But anyway, <laughs> so let me tell you. Um, you know, in the days when I grew up, parents weren't as emotionally plugged into their children's emotional well-being as we are today. In those days, if you had food on your table mm -hmm. and a warm bed to keep in an education and clothes on your back, you were cared for. Mm -hmm. And um, and you know, and I, I often find myself feeling sorry for my own mom because she was a at a very young age. She also um, looked after herself, mm -hmm. and she herself didn't have that motherly emotional contact. If, you know, right. that, um, that I was longing for all my life. So I do understand where, where she comes from. And, um, but to come back to your question, I made a decision, a conscious decision to not be the mother that she was. And I say that respectfully. I tried to do everything different. If she did something in, in black, I would do it in white. Mm -hmm. You know, I would try to become a totally different parent than what she was. Not to be disrespectful towards her, but because I knew what I lacked as a child. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to, to, to bring that onto my own children. I never wanted them to feel the loneliness I experienced, experienced growing up. So I had role models. Yes, I did. And... Um, before we started this podcast, I almost thought of bringing them into into this, and then I thought, oh no, I'm not going to mention this. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it out. And you just, wow, you just brought them right into this <laughs> conversation. I'm really glad you did. <laughs> you can blame it on <laughs> me. I, didn't, I, I really didn't think I was going to even mention them, although my heart is so full and so blessed and so thankful because of them. So um, there was two women that, that really stood out for me. So what I did was when I was very small, I started looking at other mommies, how mm. they were to their children and how they um, just a day to day basis, you know, how what type of moms they were. And um, the one was actually it was a friend of mine's mother. Mm -hmm. uh, we were best friends. Her name was Tanya, beautiful blonde girl. Um, we danced together. And we went to school together, best friends, whatever. And her mom was this typical caring mom. She went the extra mile with little things that she did in her lunchbox or um, the way she spoke about her or the way she brushed mm. her hair. So I, every and I almost every weekend went to go play at her house. Mm -hmm. So it gave me the opportunity to really, I really studied this mom to see what type of mom I wanted to be. I literally looked at her very intently. Every move she made, everything she said, I literally hang on her her mouth, on her lips, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was the one inspiration. And then another inspiration was my aunt. Mm -hmm. Now this aunt is like a mom to me. She um, she's my mom's youngest sister, and she made time for me. If I can put it this way, I used to go on weekends. I used to go with them to um, her parents-in-law they lived on a farm mm. 
uh, my cousin was five years younger than me so she was still a baby and I was like five and I used to just regularly go and visit them as well very regularly so when I had the opportunity I would go and spend weekends there and she was okay she really reminds me of Lady Diana she literally portrayed Lady Diana in those days as well <laughs> when Lady so every time I see Lady Diana I automatically link her to my aunt and I've said they even look alike so um Wow. To me, that's my lady Anna, and she was just such a fun mom, such a caring mom as well. Um, and yes, I think it's the way she made me feel, mm. and you know, giving me that time that I desperately needed as a little girl. Um, and she's just a brilliant mom. Her kids comes first, and um, she's a very selfless mom, and I, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a selfless mom, putting my children's needs first before my own, um, but not missing that mark. You know, it's very that fi- that fine line between putting your kids first but not forgetting, yeah. not neglecting yourself. Yeah. That's a very fine line, and a lot of moms need to learn that. You know, they need to teach themselves where's that fine line. So, putting your kids first up until a certain place then you have to remember hey mom is also important and if mom doesn't look after herself like i said earlier you can't pull from an empty cup mm. pull from an empty cup you, you also need to also make time mommy time me time because that gives you the courage and the strength to be the best mom you can be but to also in the same breath have your children's back you know at all right. times but not forget myself and that is that's that's quite an art to master that you know yeah. and once you've mastered it's brilliant it's just yes perfect i love it yeah that's it's so true it's and it's funny before we even started recording this podcast uh, ladies everyone listening uh Christelle and i were discussing about selfishness versus selflessness and how sometimes we you know you find as a mother it's like you can't escape the mom guilt and the the feelings of selfishness i think that it's natural just like there's that nurturing part of us that's built in i think that we just we want the best for our kids or not we know how to show it you know um for every mom but it's like we want that and so um for me i have found it's just a continual uh surrendering and letting go and like you said crystal aiming to master it mastering the the art of of choosing that time that me time and and involving your partner in it too and not being afraid to ask for help and and maybe reach out to those other moms that you trust maybe it it is a a friend that you have it's a friend's mom it's a lady diana that i feel we all need to have in our own lives um but looking to that example um something else i wanted to i wanted to point out um cuz i think this is so powerful crystal that i feel there could be other women listening to us right now and maybe they didn't have the best example either growing up of their own mother and you know i i find that especially i would say because i'm a new mom and because this is my first year being a mom you never really know what kind of mom you're going to be until you're put in that position and god places you there and you know often we we go to what our norm is we that's why i think any mom out there has experienced at least once you know that that gut 
wrenching sometimes feeling of, oh my gosh, I just sounded like my mother or wow. I, I remember <laughs> my mom saying that. And so when you've had a situation like you did, Crystal, um, would you say, this, this is where I'm kind of coming to a question, I guess, is would you say, um, have you been able to maybe better understand your mom in the way that she th did things since you yourself became a mom? You know, it took me many, many years. I, um, I think it has a lot to do with maturity as mm. well. You know, when you're young, I was a young mom myself and raising kids and trying to balance career and being a mom and being a good mom to literally look at the whole, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, you know, being a mom that's, that's hands on with everything about their children and juggling a career. Um, I didn't have the time to, at that stage, to really think about my mom's, um, the way my mom was or is or used to be, you know, and um, when my life came to a standstill when we moved to Belgium and I was forced to literally just think about yeah. things, I realized, you know, in, it, I had to forgive her for many mm. things and I knew that I had to forgive her to heal myself as mm. well to not be a better person and um, I remember she came to visit and we had a moment where I said to her it was literally in the Hema in the mm -hmm. shop and we were doing shopping and we just started again like I don't know it just comes out of nowhere when we would just start figuring mm. you know it's like it doesn't know how it happens it just happens and at that moment I had an epiphany and I just said to her you know what I just see things clearly all of a sudden and I remember taking the things that she had in her hands out of her hands gently and I put it on the floor and I put my hands on her shoulders and I looked her straight in the eye now my mom's shorter than me I'm very short I'm five shorter than me so a good tiny, things tiny come in small packages <laughs> <laughs> so I, I looked at her in her eyes and I gently had my hands on her shoulders and I looked at directly in the eyes and I said to her, mom, you know what? This needs to stop right here, right now. I can't do this any longer. I can't. I said to her, I forgive you for everything you've ever done to me. Wow. And I ask you to forgive me for everything I've ever done to hurt you as a teenager as a whatever I need us to forgive each other and to start on a brand new page right here right now and those words were just those I don't know I felt there was there was power in those words yeah and I said to it from now on whatever happened in the past was not you start a brand new page from scratch today and since we did that you know when um we, it just, it's it's different it's different and i said so we had a, co a conversation about her being a young woman mm -hmm. as well and being a young girl i said to her i really understand where you're coming from I understand where you're coming from and i have sympathy for that you know for 
for everything but we just need to forgive and to accept that some people just don't change some people don't want to change other people do it's all about choice and yes um that's where we are now we it's still a work in progress every day is a work in progress but now we live in a different country so we don't see each other that often and she's coming to visit soon um I do get some anxiety when I think about it, but it's yeah. better, you know. Yeah. Like, see, let's see where we where we left off the last time. If we can, you know, continue yeah. with that. Oh, I love it though. It's um, you're just a continual reminder. I feel of just of of progress of of transformation over time and just never holding back forgiveness too and how it can take time though you know and i love that when it's the right time it's the right time and how funny that in the middle of hema which if nobody knows of that store um it's a, a belgian netherlands i think store fantastic discount store um but it's just awesome that you took that opportunity and you gave that opportunity because i find often when we surrender and let go of that um that yeah, bitterness or that pain and and how we forgive the past that ends up allowing us to heal the future because you don't know what's going to happen in the exactly. future but i feel like we know that that healing is going to continue when you forgive someone mm. yeah we had a good old cry in the middle of the shop and a good old hug and we picked up our bags from the ground and we just carried on shopping <laughs> as you do and yet had a monumental moment that probably needed to happen for 30 years you know yes, just incredible yes, and exactly. you know and i am such a nerd i'm a word nerd it's probably come from immersing myself in a country whose language i had to learn and, there, and as you know christelle there's new languages around us every corner and mm -hmm. i actually just quickly googled like what does hema mean what the heck is hema and where the the store um they have their own version for it but hema itself um it has you know different types of of origins actually but one uh, origin is it's a prefix that actually means in greek it comes from the greek word hema which means blood and i right oh. And but but how amazing what? that you had this transformation with your blood, your your mother, right? The the woman who who gave birth to you, and yet in this store with that prefix word meaning. But what I love from your from your story and what you've shared with us today is that you also showed that you know blood is thick, but love I feel is thicker, and you took your experience mm. and you found women that showed you you knew in your gut like this is I love my mom like this is the woman that gave birth to me but there's something in me that knows I don't want a mother like that so you took the courage even at a young age to look elsewhere for the examples that you felt in your bones that you wanted to be and I think that's a powerful message for every mother listening is that you don't have to be the same mother that maybe your mom or your grandma was and it's and and you said something to Christelle like no disrespect to your mom and it it is not a form of disrespect and I know different people may feel differently but I feel at the end of the day we have to be comfortable with how we lead our own families and we lead our own children and to not just fall back on 
our own experience because we feel like we have to, but maybe a mother listening in needs to know that you can be liberated from that past. Like you can pave your own path forward. And Christelle is, I think, such an awesome example of that. Exactly. And it's all about mm. choice in the end of the day. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you make a choice, I always say that God has given us many gifts. Mm. But I think that personally to me, the biggest gift he's ever given us is the power of yeah. choice. And that's something that even the devil can take right. away from us. You know, he can try and influence mm-hmm. it. But if you decide to not do something and that's your choice, yeah. then you won't. So the power of is extremely powerful and it's a beautiful gift that we all have. And if you decide or not to decide to do something, it's your yeah. decision, your choice. And yes, there's a lot of strength in the power yes. of choice. So true. Amen to that. And I have to say that I am so happy that I made the choice to ask you to be on my podcast because I I feel so empowered from our conversation. And I, again, just want to thank you again for offering up your story. And I'm, I'm sure as what has happened with many of my other podcasts, maybe it took a different direction than you were expecting. But I really believe that that's God and that he directs all of our conversations. And so um, before we end this podcast today, I would love um, if you would be open to if there's any moms out there that resonated with your story or wants to possibly uh, ask you questions about how to do the best braai, um, is there any way that they could connect with you through social media or email? Of course, yes. They are more than more than welcome. To. Excellent. And do you have um, a social media account or an email that you'd like to share with us? Well, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I don't know if there's a way that you can put my name or they'll probably see my name on the podcast. Um, you can just use my name, search for me and you can add me on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram and you can always email me as well. Um, so I can give you the email address. Sure, go ahead and say it. It's vdmerwe, M-E-R-W-E dot crystal my name at gmail perfect excellent any woman who maybe was listening to this podcast on the go or in the car don't worry i will have all that information and all of the spellings in our show notes page but most of all i just want to say thank you so much crystal thank you for opening up your heart and your your life to us and i I feel that this could be potentially the first of possibly many podcasts that we could do together so i just want to thank you for um yeah being here today and inspiring so many mamas including myself i'm looking forward to it thank you shay it was really nice speaking to you um uninterrupted with no kids no dogs no nothing just you and me chatting to all the moms this was really fun thank you very much and also thank you for inspiring so many people out there um you're a big blessing in my life likewise well big hugs and dika knuffles uh, through the phone and to you as well all you mamas that are out there listening thank you for joining us on another episode of moms matter where every mom has a voice and if you'd like your voice to be heard if you have a share a story to tell please reach out to me through this podcast or you can always email me at cheyenneclayman at hotmail.com and i thank you so much for listening we look forward to connecting